This is the Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support podcast. Our goal in this podcast is to provide you with information, whether you are a law enforcement officer or first responder, to help you deal with your everyday stressors. Welcome everyone to Al Leaves Podcast. Today we have Keith Frith. We also have Dr. Tim Falk, Clinical Director of Al Leaps, Captain David Jay, retired Dothan Police Department, and special guest Donald Falenza, our sheriff here in Houston County. Tim, this is a continuation of our last session where we were talking about the beginning of how our local sheriff's department got involved. And this particular session, we're going to unpack awareness a little more. And, and the steps that often lead to suicide, which I think are really, really helpful for people to hear, especially officers out there who are under tremendous pressure. Could you talk about that? Sure. I'd like to throw these out for us to just talk about for just a minute, because we've had 144 officers this year commit suicide. Um, so far this year, as of October 31st, we've had 257 officers have been shot and 40 that have been killed in the line of duty. So we're killing ourselves at about three times the rate. And one of the things I want uh, these two guys really to address, not only from experiential, but from, from their, their, their professionalism as well, is, you know, we need to put programs in place to help our officers and uh, folks involved in law enforcement, dispatchers, uh, fire rescue. Uh, in both of those uh, categories, there's an increase in suicide. Uh, they don't track it as much as, as law enforcement tracks it. But one of the things I have seen with a lot of folks in my, in my clinical practice is we really don't understand the dynamic that goes along with suicide. And one of the things I have seen common in most everybody that I've talked to that's been suicidal is the pain that's associated with it. You know, we, we talk about some of the signs, you know, such as depression, giving away um, uh, valued um, items, and some of those other things that you can find on our website that gives you some information. But I think when we really get down to it um, is being able to connect with that person so we can understand the pain they're going through. And um, so I, I throw that out to both of these guys to kind of talk about from, from their point of view, not only the pain that's associated, but what they're seeing within the trends within law enforcement. And so, Sheriff, I'll start with you. Well, a lot of times, uh, we'll, we'll go back a little bit to the where we first implemented this program. A lot of times, you don't know what to look for. You don't know what their pain is. Uh, the purpose of this, our training back then was to be able to recognize the early warning signs that one of your employees is struggling with it with a problem, whether it's work-related or at home. Um, one thing we did with our dispatchers: uh, dispatchers take all calls coming in. They're the ones; they're the heart of our operations that relays it to us to go respond to a call. Well, dispatchers are always hearing these horrified calls, whether they're screaming, domestic shots fired, uh, a bad wreck, uh, or whatever it is, and they're dispatching units. They can hear it. They hear the units. They hear the officers arriving. They hear the officers traffic back and forth to each other. But in all reality, it's like they have blinders on. They can't see anything other than what they hear. And our dispatchers were taking some of this home with them. And to me, that that's a serious problem. Uh, so we implemented... Uh, our dispatchers being evaluated quarterly. And that's not saying you're a weak person. 
That's saying this is like Captain Jay was saying earlier. It's a tool we have today that helps us get through. And uh, I'm a firm believer that we need to have, be able to recognize the early warning signs. Well, today, you know, Tim's not at his normal. Something's bothering Tim. Well, tomorrow, Tim's still having issues. He's not his same. Somebody's got to be able to recognize these early warning signs that, uh, that you're struggling with an issue, and somebody needs to step up and talk to them. And I'm, I'm looking back over my career as a supervisor, and I guess it's the old school mentality again, but, you know, Fred is, is not acting himself. Well, we'll give it a couple of days, call him in, we're going to chew him out. If he's not performing, we'll write him up. Well, he's got the traumas that are building up. He's got home life. You know, maybe it's, that was a warning sign. You know, and in my career, almost 30 years at Dothan, I experienced two officers that committed suicide. So fortunately, there were only two. There could have been more. But, you know, I look back at how many of those officers, if we would have used the peer support system, like, what's going on? You know, you, you've been a stellar officer all these years. You're starting to go down. And instead of using disciplinary to try to correct the problem, maybe just a peer support you know, what's bothering you may have worked. Tim, one of the things that I'm hearing is the importance of peers being able to connect with each other because uh, you've seen this in your career. It's going to be a, a longer road for someone to make it in to see you on the clinical side. So this is one of the reasons you got behind the peer support. Could you share briefly with us about the line where people can, can see another peer? Sheriff mentioned the warning signs. David talked about that. And it is important for these officers to know, and first responders across the board, that they can connect with another peer that it's going to be easier to do that. Sure. One of the things that, that we're very fortunate here in the state of Alabama to have is a toll-free number. Uh, you can find it on our website that you can call. Uh, it's answered 24-7, 365. That can put you in contact with somebody that's peer support trained in, in suicide. Uh, I think that uh, one of the things that, that excites me from the clinical perspective is I don't know very many agencies with not only within this state but within – the states that sit down and have a conversation about suicide mm -hmm. because there's going to be some some officer some deputy that's going to be right around sometime in this state that's going to bring this up and start listening to what's going on so what i want to do is this is a lot of the warning signs they both those guys have talked about it's on our website okay you know giving away prized possessions increase in alcoholic consumption um, you know increase in drug abuse uh, there's a uh, some type of litigation going on. So there's a lot of different issues that are out there. But what I'd like for you to do is kind of give us an update on where we are as far as how to get in contact with us. And that give these two guys a time to think about this question. Because I'd like for both of these guys to really answer this question as if some, if I'm a deputy, if I'm an officer riding around in this state, and I happen to just flip over to this podcast and I hear you give the PSA in just a few moments, and I see Sheriff Valenza say, I want you to look at me and listen to me. Life's worth living, okay? So I'm going to put both those guys on the spot that they can, from, from their experiential point of view and, and, and their positions, one's a retired guy, one's an active law enforcement officer, that some guy or some gal in this state hears this podcast and says, Sheriff Valenza does give a, a care. He cares about me. Captain Jay 
he really cares about me. So I'm going to let you do that and then let these two guys do that. Absolutely. Well, once again, this is a resource for all of you out there who are listening. Again, family members of police officers, first responders, go to alleaps.org. That's our website. We've got resources there. This is valuable equipment. You've already heard that mentioned by both uh, current sheriff and retired Captain David J. and, of course, Dr. Falk. And then you also can go to Facebook, Al Leaps, and see and hear what is happening with our program. Now, one of the things I want to mention as well before these guys share is we've got a conference coming up, and that's happening in February. And uh, we want to talk about that before we get off this broadcast because that's going to be a resource that they can actually come to. So after you answer Tim's question, uh, David, I'd like for you to talk about the conference a little bit too as well. Sheriff? I'm 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 a I'm a deputy somewhere in this state, okay, or an officer. It's about three o'clock in the morning. I come across this podcast and I start listening to it. Talk to me. Well, I, you know, we want you to be aware of what we have to offer. And when I say we, I'm talking about leaps. Uh, you're not out there alone. People do care. A lot of departments really don't understand what it's about or or know anything about it. In some departments, the heads might not support it. Uh, if you want to find out more about it, I highly recommend come to one of the classes that y'all put on. Uh, from what I'm told, I ba- basically I help sponsor it, but I'm not sure what the tuition. Free. Well, it's free. Okay, so all you do is travel, travel and lodge. Uh but for it to be able to bring this back to your department, you don't ever want to live with, if I could have done this, Tommy might have stopped. He might have not have went forward and left his family, you know, uh, independent. You know, so come come check it out. Uh, you see the notification on the upcoming classes, sign up for it. I have not heard anybody yet say it was a waste of time coming to this class. Matter of fact, I've seen several repeaters come back for follow-up training on it. If you're in that patrol car, you know the demons that are that's in your head. You know you need help. You're scared and want to reach out. We're here. Leaps is here. There's peer support. Pick up the, the number that Tim gave. If you call, somebody will be in touch with you ASAP anywhere around the state of Alabama. Uh, April the 3rd, twenty. 14, my mentor, Tommy, shot and killed himself. His ID is in my pocket still to this day, his police ID. And I always question why. You know what's in your head. Me and the sheriff don't know what's in your head. You know inside that suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Just call us. We're here. We will be with you, and we'll talk you through this. You know, I I think the biggest thing is, no matter what size department you have, because this isn't only just good for helping your officers. You may talk, you may get a, I'm going to tell you, it slowed down a little bit, but we had one the other day come out and suicide by cop. And this, this talking could be more, you think you're negotiating, but you're really doing more than negotiating. You're, you may be fixing a permanent problem. You may talk him out of it the first day, and then the next time he may say, no, I'm going to make them kill me now. Mm-hmm. But if you can talk to them and, and reach them the way you're talking about, uh, 
It may it may stop it. Period. Uh, but suicide by cop is not. Oh, go ahead. I'm mm-hmm. What? I was going to go there about the retirees too. This still this uh, this is for you also because you're at home by yourself. You don't have yes. that camaraderie. And then I just flew right. That's that Tommy was retired. Mm-hmm. So and then I just forgot about it. So I'm sorry. Well, as you retire too, you, you know they get they're getting older. They're getting sick. Uh, they don't have the friends they used to have. When I started, the only ones I know still are Charles Odom, Leroy Wood, Curtis Howell was my partner. Other than that, everybody that was in a department is gone. Uh, so they don't, when they retire, they feel like they're being thrown to the curb. Uh, they're out there. Nobody cares about them. And that's why each year we try to have – we couldn't do it this year because of COVID. We have a retirement luncheon. It started off with our department in Dothan and a trooper for Houston County. My goodness, now it's all the way as far as almost Montgomery, and we even got Georgia and Florida guys coming. Wow. And because they all we all work together in this area, and and usually now there's 150 come to the meal. It's a free luncheon. We got people that sponsor us the meals. Uh, Mr. Summerford's done it a couple years. Or Solomon Motor Company done it the last three. And we have 150, sometimes 180 wow. people come. And when they do, you realize these people hadn't seen each other since they retired. Mm-hmm. And it opens up. I mean, if you could just see the smiles. But guess what? Each year before we have the next one, five more have passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we there's no guarantee tomorrow's coming. Yeah, right. You know. It gets back. I read this somewhere, or somebody said something. When you retire, you don't miss the job; you miss the people. Yeah, I've heard. And there's a lot of truth that. into that. I mean, you know, even the, I, I was telling David before we started. Um, last year, we had a reunion from the guys that worked back in the '70s and '80s, and you know, bring up we're so and so. He passed away five years ago, and and I, I don't miss I don't miss the job, but well, I sure miss the people. And I think that's one of the things in retirement that, that really hits home. Mm, good. Well, I mean, those people like the sheriff. I can say he's been there, done it. He's seen what I've seen. So, you know, you're around your people that seen and experienced the same thing you've experienced versus the three of us having coffee, and you're not going to, well, you will, but you you have no clue. So I, that's just being there, you feel that's your comfort zone. Those are your people. So, Wow. Once again, the way to connect is alleaps.org. There's a uh, phone number there at the website, and you can go to Facebook at Al Leaps. want to mention, too, that our conference is coming up February 8th and 9th. February 8th is a cookout that we're offering here on location at Harvest Church 2727 Fortner Street. We just want to say thank you for your service. So if you can come to that, we'll, all expenses are taken care of that night meal. And then the conference is on the ninth. You don't want to miss it. And you've already heard that many come back again for more training. Uh, very essential part of the equipment that we need to have as we go back out to the street. Once again, thank you for listening to today's broadcast. Thank you for listening. For more information and resources, visit our website, alleaps.org. If you have any questions or want to suggest a topic for a future episode, email us at alleapspodcast at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-E-A-P-S podcast at gmail.com. 
The Alleys Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Facebook. 